0: Everybody and welcome back as we join together in episode 188 of the Bible Project podcast, and we're at episode 119 of season two on this chapter by chapter, verse by verse journey together. Initially through the book of Genesis, and this time we're going to continue looking, uh, working together through Genesis chapter 16, just looking at. The opening couple of verses and we'll be asking really about what are different views of god so uh, i wonder how you imagine god you see some people they see god as a loving father but some unfortunately see god as a tyrant or a dictator Some see God's rules as barriers that, if breach, will lead to us being sanctioned or even punished. And others see God's rules as loving limitations that he has set up, in fact, for our own protection. So you can see, friends, the idea that you cultivate of God is really very important. A famous Swiss psychologist called Jean Puget he's a man who was known for his groundbreaking work on child development, he applied this thought to the human family. From an academic point of view, he said that if you took a well-functioning family and compared it to one where the father was a tyrant and everyone was under control, and then compared it with a family well-functioning with a supportive father, the important thing that he discovered was he was the first to identify that when you put two such families in a sort of head-to-head competition, and compared long-term how things worked out for them, he identified what he called the equivalented system of the family unit, which is, in other words, the well-functioning family unit. He said that would flourish and way outperform the tyrannical system. Now, that may seem like nothing new or groundbreaking, and most people would go along with that view today. But what Poget also identified was that this principle also applied on a societal level. What he said was the enforcement of tyrannical rules in the end would slow down society's developments because you get resistance from within that societal structure. The pressures in the system begin to become counterproductive to the purposes of the goals that people are aiming for. And what tends to happen, he said, was that more time and more effort is needed to be spent on enforcement of rules and that ties things up and that bogs things down to the point where development of that society stagnates or sometimes even can lead to collapse. That's interesting. Maybe that goes some way to explain why liberal democracies have always economically outperformed dictatorships. I find this really interesting and exciting to discover that there's impartial evidence that explains why there is a measurable difference between the systems of, say, the Maoists or the Stalinists in Russia or the Nazis in World War II, or even those modern Islamic caliphates, that there's a huge difference in how those societies develop and the well being of the people when placed alongside well balanced, moderated Western democracies. Now that may seem a bit of a sideline, but I'm saying this because I firmly believe that it is this point in the Bible that God gives birth to the idea of a nation state, somewhere where mutual dependency between people and accountability will have that at its heart. And it starts initially here. It's revealed and begun here within the family line of Abraham. So let's just kick off and see where this text takes us. So I'm reading from Genesis chapter 16, opening two verses. Now Sarai, Abraham's wife, had borne him no children, and she had an Egyptian maidservant, whose name was Hagar. So she said to Abraham, the Lord has kept me from having children. Go sleep with my slave. Perhaps I can build a family through her. Abraham agreed to what Sarah said. Today, most people have a very short term way of thinking. I talked about that in the last episode. Today, few people can have a concept beyond thinking about their own lifetime. The fact is, we do need to take a longer view of the world. And Abraham here in this story and his meetings with God was clearly concerned about these things. And it also seems that God was concerned about them because he wants to make a covenant with Abraham the most important thing will come out of it will not come to him but will be to his descendants and their descendants in the greater longer term. So many Bible experts talk about how this passage flags up for the first time the need for personal moral integrity and the need to integrate it into your everyday life. You see these Old Testament stories are the beginning of humankind understanding that the stability of the family and thereby the wider society, is dependent on the integrity of the individual and the moral code that people follow. The idea that is beginning here in these ancient texts revealed, first of all in the Pentateuch, will become more and more fully realized as we progress through the Bible, firstly through the Ten Commandments, and some would say it reaches its high point and is completed by Jesus' teaching on the Sermon on the Mount. Today, many try and dilute this way of thinking refusing to acknowledge the fact that integrity in your life, and particularly your spiritual life, should be dependent on following the moral law of God. A moral law that is expressed by trusting in the truth contained within these texts and expressed by building a society that reflects those truths and enables everyone to operate within a culture of trust and integrity. But we'll unpack more of this and how it works out next time. Bye for now. Okay, everyone. That's it for this time. Thank you for joining me. Now, the place to go to connect to this and any other ministries I'm involved in is the podcast notes section of the audio podcast on the Buzzsprite website or by looking in the episode notes section on whatever app provider you use. Within that, you'll not only find the transcript of each talk, but you'll also find links to all the ministries and the way to connect with us, including the Facebook page, my YouTube channel and links both to this, the daily podcast and the Living in Faith Everyday podcast, which is a weekly roundup of all the various Bible study and talks that I'm doing over the period of the preceding week. You'll also find links there to my SoundCloud, And my Bandcamp page where I create the background music and the sound design of these broadcasts. But with that, all I'd like to say is thank you for joining me and I hope to join with you again very soon.